You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 81 with Taylor Gage. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Heart Food Podcast. I really just want to get right into this episode because we have an awesome guest today, Taylor Gage, who I'm sure many of you know on Instagram at She Thrives Blog, or you've seen her website, uh, shethrivesblog.com. She has been somebody who I have admired and followed for a couple years now, and it was so much fun to have this conversation with her. We talk about so many different things like body positivity, which was really important for me to talk about this with Taylor as she's been a voice in this space covering the importance of body positivity as a sociopolitical movement and something that really has a way deeper meaning than many of us know. So I really want, really wanted to bring that education to you all. We also talk a lot about mindset, especially on a journey in which your body is changing or you can't do a certain type of exercise anymore or you are eating a different way to really love yourself unconditionally and to have just that unconditional of unconditional sense of self-love and self-care. We also talk a lot about fear, entrepreneurship, and just, you know, staying true to yourself on your journey. And something that she said that I'm still thinking about uh, daily since she said it to me because it was such an amazing way of putting it, and I tell her this in the episode, and I know so many of you will relate to this, is that when we have anxiety or we feel like we are unsettled or something is going on, for me, it might come up as like an addictive pattern or compulsion or something like that, and I know many of you relate to that. Many of times, does that make sense? Many of times many a times, more often than not, it is usually an unused form of energy. So when we want to do those things that maybe don't serve us or whatever it is, it's usually just energy that has not been expressed. So there's many ways of expressing our energies. We can speak it, scream it, yell if, um, you know, the time allows uh, to do that, to exercise, to write something, to tell someone something. So that's something that has been really poignant for me to just keep in mind when I'm sort of feeling that unsettled feeling is just realizing like, 
oh, it's just energy. I just have to do something with this. So I hope that helps you. I hope that you learn a lot from this episode. Definitely check out Taylor on Instagram at She She Thrives Blog, like I mentioned, and on her website, shethrivesblog.com, and on her podcast, She Thrives Blog Radio. We will put all of the information in the show notes, but let us know what you guys think of this episode and love you guys. I will talk to you soon and that's it. I'll stop rambling. Let's get right into it. Thank you so much for being on the show today with me, Taylor. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And like I was just telling you, I've been such a fan of yours for a long time. You just do such a beautiful job sharing the truth about health journeys and being yourself and confidence. And I'm so excited to dive deeper. Um, I always start with this question that is sort of a big question, but I allow the guests to sort of take it where they want to. So let the listeners know if they're not familiar with you, what you do and how you got to doing what you do today. I love that question because you're right. I'm always like, oh God, what do I do? I know, um, I know. But it's good to yeah. have to, uh, you know, hone in on and identify. So I am a, I'm a health and mindset coach and um, I help women um, do a few different things. Um, but really what it boils down to is I help women trust themselves. I help women trust their bodies. I help women um, start claiming ownership over their lives, stop living in default mode and live uh, with intention. And I use sort of like food and fitness and like the health space as sort of the catalyst for that transformation. So it's involved in the process, but really what I work with women on is just, it's like, their relationship with themselves and their mindsets, right? And so once we can kind of tackle that, all the other things kind of fall into place. And that's what I help women do. I love that. I love that. And, you know, with all of us in this space, I love that we each have our own individual voices. And a commonality that I see amongst us is that we've been through some shit that Mm -hmm. sort of like got us to do this work because we can empathize and see ourselves Um, maybe where our clients are right now and really take them through this whole thing, which is a long process. Um, It's much easier to just go on a diet or like kill yourself in the gym, but really doing that like deep transformational work is so worthwhile, but it is hard. So I would just love to dive into your story and what brought you to do the work that you do today. Yeah, I um I mean I was never really like someone who was necessarily into health um in any like real way like um in my childhood like I was a, I, when I was really little I was a competitive swimmer but that stopped at around you know adolescence and I had cooler things to do so I stopped doing that right um and then I really didn't give like two shits about any health related anything for quite a stretch um I gyms were just like not a cool place for me. I did not, I, they were really intimidating and you're, you were just supposed to know what you were supposed to do somehow in those places. And I, you know, I never got yes. the memo of what that was supposed yeah. to be. And so mm-hmm. I just always felt really self-conscious and like I had no idea what I was doing. So I really avoided gyms. Um, and 
honestly, like, you know, I, I really was in like, um, just a different place. I was just like, um, into partying. I was a very heavy smoker for a very long time, like about a decade. Um, and you know, I just had different priorities you could say. And, um, it wasn't until, I don't know, where are we now? 2019, I think it was 2012 that I started, I'd stepped foot into a CrossFit gym and, you know, it had just like started out of a place of me wanting to like, even though I had never really been in the health world, I always had this fantasy of being super strong. Like that was always very appealing to me, like way back in the day when that really wasn't the like, you know, kind of ideal that it is now yes. that was always appealing. And so you know, I would be like scrolling Pinterest late at night and I would see these like pictures of these chicks with these huge muscles, like climbing ropes and throwing barbells around. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I want in, you know? And so I, I stepped foot in across the gym and it just like, it, it blew me away. I loved it. I loved every part of it. I loved how it challenged me. I love, I loved every part of it. And so that really was just like a really big turning point for me. That changed my entire trajectory. That's kind of what introduced me to this whole world. Um, I had always known that I wanted to own my own business. I was in the middle of just building a wedding photography business actually at the time. Mm. And then this just took it on a left turn. I was like, actually, I think I like this. Yes. And so it's been quite a process just like, you know, expanding in this, um, in this field and kind of moving, you know, away from nutrition and fitness and not like I'm moving away from it, but I'm more just like going deeper, right? Like you said, yes, it's, yes, yes. I think it's one thing to just like show up and do the workout and eat the kale, but I'm more interested in like what you're thinking about when you're doing that, right? I'm more yes. interested about the drives behind this stuff. And so that's been like a really fun part of this whole process. It's just like watching how it's kind of like expanded and um, just like exploring the depths that are available to you that I think a lot of people can recognize comes when they dabble in, in, in strength, like, like finding your physical strength, I think can be a big catalyst for a lot of people to go deeper, but it's not always as easy as it may seem, right? It takes a little yes. bit of guidance. It takes some help. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at right now and how I got into this whole, into this whole mess. And it's yes. been so much fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it is, it's something that takes practice too. And it's something that does take a long time. Like for me to do a push up, it, it took me almost like three or four months to like do 10 push ups, And I was like, well, I'm getting put in my place now, like of just <laughs> realizing things that are worthwhile and things that are, um, you know, valuable in life, just really take effort and that's okay. Um, I would love to hear about a little bit more about this switch that you've done of like, you know, you were in nutrition and, you know, talking a lot about fitness into going to this deeper place. What are like some of the tools and strategies that you take your clients through when it comes to just going deeper and providing that transformation to them? Yeah, it's some of my favorite work because I think when I when I kind of like start the beginning of it, you know, there's like not pushback, but they're kind of there's this little like like really like we're talking about stuff that seems so unrelated to you know food or uh, your body image or anything like that. Um, but it absolutely is re related. Like it's my belief that like your relationship to food and your relationship to fitness and your relationship to your body those are just manifestations of your relationship to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's just, 
that's the smoke. The fire is somewhere else, right? So we go in and we go right into the fire in every way possible. And so, yes. you know, we get right into it. And I think like one of the biggest things that um, can be a game changer for women in this process is like really like a couple things. One, looking at the fundamental beliefs that they hold about themselves. And I don't think a lot of people really like turn into that a lot. It's just kind of there in the background and forming the decisions that they're making. Right. But like, I find that we're not so much being like, like we're not so much like chasing our dreams as we are being pushed by our fears. Right. And so mm -hmm. that to me is like, we have to stop and we have to look at what's informing these choices that we're making. And usually they're just these beliefs that we hold. Right. And the beliefs for the most part, they don't even belong to us. They came to us from yes. somebody else, from somewhere yes. else at some point, right? But we, we took it on, we carried it, and we have been carrying it ever since. And so that to me is like a big transformational part of this process of like looking at those, learning how to unpack them, learning how to reframe. Um, and then the other really important piece, I think, is learning how to um, just sit with discomfort yeah totally which That's we resist it. which is like our natural oh. it's our human tendency to be like i don't want this this sucks i'm just yep. not ever gonna go there yeah i mean it's like it's your brain trying to keep you alive because when you're like you know when you feel uncomfortable right your primal brain reads that as like okay well this is scary you're probably gonna die right like yes, yes. Tiger, this is get out get out danger and, it's and like, it feels like that like legit it sometimes it's like i might die right now yeah, I, yeah. and here. that's like i think that that is like that is really what is like i said that's more of the things that are pushing you into things not even stuff that you've chosen for yourself but that's how you find yourself living in a like a reactive state is when you are like letting your primal brain just make those decisions for you and avoid, avoid, avoid at all costs. And so yes. we, um, we do a lot of just like leaning into the discomfort. And I think that that is one of these really like, it's, it's surprisingly powerful because what you get with that, when you come out the other side is you realize that like, oh yeah, I can do that. I can look like this ugly thing right in the face and just sit with it at the table and not do anything about it and just let it be for five minutes. Uh, yeah. So powerful. And I think that's, that's really powerful. So, yeah. It is. Cause then you realize, wow, like I've been avoiding this for so long, mm -hmm. but now I'm strong enough to face it. Like what else can I face? What else can I do? Um, and I think it's it like also becomes, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, it's like the emotional version of like, you know, tackling a fear in the gym. It's like, okay. Yes. Yes. You're really, you're going to go powerful. I know. It's like, okay, you're going to go for this really heavy ass barbell today. Okay, good. It's going to be scary. It's going to be really hard, but I want you to do it. When you do it, you're like, oh my God, I did it. And you get this rush and this like confidence boost. And it's the same exact experience, but more in your like emotional fitness than your physical fitness, you know? And I think it's just as empowering. Totally. I love that. Um, Something else that I love that you talk about is the fact that our journeys are not linear. So I think when we begin health journey, a mindset journey, we think that like, you know, I'm doing the work, I'm climbing, I'm going up, 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 and then a setback comes or something unexpected. And then we're like, oh shit, now I'm just going to like throw it all away and it's not valuable anymore. And you've been really open about 
your own journey, like with CrossFit and sort of taking some time off of that. And I would love if you could just dive in on the value that can come from stepping back and, um, just doing what's right for you in the moment. Um, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I mean, I think there are a couple things at play when it comes to that. I mean, I think number one, like we just live in a culture that is like obsessed with output and visible results, right? Like we are like a results oriented output oriented, like before, after side by side, look at my growth, show it off on the gram kind of vibe. And like, I think that like, while I don't necessarily think that that's wrong, I think that it can be dangerous when you expect that to be your um, journey because <laughs> yeah. it's not going to work like that. It's not going to look like that. And it's definitely not going to feel like that all the time. Right. And so it's like, how can you reframe that into something that allows you to feel peace with whatever season you're in. Um, and I think for a lot of us, you know, when we're looking at the lens through like fitness here, a big part of that is like separating your fitness or your body or, um, anything related to that from your identity. Right. Like, I think this is where this gets really slippery is like, there's so, you know, like what we were just talking about, like it can feel so empowering to step into the gym for the first time and like realize how physically strong and capable you are. Like that is exciting. And it also is like, is so intoxicating that generally what happens is we start to tie our identity into that experience, right? Yes. And so we start like judging our own value and our own worth by how capable we are physically. And again, I think it's beautiful. I love seeing like women tap into that and experiment with it and push the boundaries there. But if that is the thing that you are putting your value in, like you are in for a bumpy ass ride because there is no universe in which you can continuously day after day after day improve it just doesn't work like that right there's absolutely that just doesn't work like that so there will be seasons of you know where it feels like you're in a backslide there will be um seasons that are just slower and by the way if you don't proactively create those slower quieter seasons for yourself your body will decide it for you so it's going to happen one way or another but trust me that day will come. Right. And so if you have your identities like tied to that thing, when those moments come, it can feel devastating. Right. You can feel like, I, I don't know what to do. Like I can't train, like my body's changing, like I'm losing all this strength, everything I work for. But it's like, girl, do you still have the people around you who love you? Yeah. Okay. Do you still have your passions and your drives and like your interests and your curiosities? Right. Yes. Do you still have your like, you know, fucking brains in your head and feet in your shoes? Right. Yes, like Dr. Yes. Seuss. Like, do you still have all that? Of course. Yes, you do, yes. right? Like nothing has been taken, taken from you here. Um, and it's just like, it's something that is it's a little bit easier said than done, you know, totally. in separating those two things, but it's so worth the work because when you don't do it, you are at the whim of just like shifting winds in your life. And it, there's so much more power when you can anchor that stuff to stuff that does not change, right? It's rooted in something real. So yeah, it's worth the work. Yes. And I think even sometimes like taking two steps back is going forward, Mm. like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Um, and separating your identity. Like I used to have big time identity in my body mm-hmm. uh, and just like 
you know, a body that was not sustainable for me. And when I am getting all those compliments, like so many of us have been through that, like, oh my God, now I have to stay here. Like whatever it takes, I don't care what it takes. I'm just going to stay here. And I remember gaining like 15 or 10 pounds and freaking out. This was like five or six years ago, like freaking out about it, knowing that I was going to see a friend that like, I was like, she's not going to recognize me. Like, she's not going to like, me. like literally those were the thoughts in my head. Like she is not going to like me as much because I've gained this weight before I started doing this work. And I, she saw me like nothing happened. And then I told, I like felt uncomfortable about it, uncomfortable about it. So I told her and she's like, oh, I didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. And that was a seminal moment for me because I was like, I still have like my brain. I can still have a beautiful conversation with my, literally my body has nothing to do with the moments that I'm having right now and, and the quality of life that I have and my inherent worth as a human. Um, and I think that's something that at some point all women have struggled with. Uh, so it's just important, I think, that we have these conversations and just talk about like that no matter what, you can be a worthy person just by being here and, and being alive. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that I love that you do is that you have such a strong voice and, and confidence that comes across through your posts, the way that you write, like the, like the energy, I can just feel it in your photos um, and stuff that you are just somebody who is like, man, I'm like, man, she's standing in her power. Um, I'm wondering if like things were always like that for you and how you've been able to cultivate that sort of energy, because I know that a lot of my own clients um, struggle with that. And I know a lot of the listeners feel like, I, I don't know how to stand firm in my body and, and feel comfortable in my skin. Yeah. Thank you. First of all, that was really nice. I think, um, you know, I thought a lot about this recently when I shared, do you remember when that like 10 year challenge was floating around? Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, you know, personally I have, I just, I struggle a little bit with these side by side kind of photos on things like Instagram. Like, I don't think they're inherently wrong, but I don't always love the like connotations and the, the more subtle between the lines messaging that seems to be like, you know, um, part of those things. Um, but I think to come back to your question, like, you know, I thought a lot about that during that. Cause I ended up did, I did share like a kind of a side-by-side thing, um, from back in the days when, like I said, I was like, you know, I had a cigarette hanging on my mouth. Yeah. I'm just like, I, you know, I'm like just in a very different place in my life. Um, and it's interesting because like, I don't look back on that time in my life with like, with, pity or embarrassment or like, like I really feel like at every stage of my life, like I, I've always been who I am. And when I thought about how to like frame that for this post that I made, like I, there's this, you know, there's this law of physics that like energy can never be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed. And to me, it's like, I feel like I have learned how to transform my own energy and put it into places that ultimately serve me versus like keep me stuck and small and like hurting myself in ways that I might not even realize that I'm doing that. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like I've had this energy. I just really never knew what to do with it and where to put it and how to, um, how to use it in a way that ultimately brought me up. Right. And so I'm not any like 
better or cooler or more confident or anything like that now than I was then. I just feel like I know what to do with my own energy and I know how to bring power to myself instead of give it away. And I think that that's really all that's happened in this process. Yeah. Like I still have shit days, you know, I still doubt myself, right? I yes. still, like I have so much in common with, with that girl 10 years ago. Like we're still so similar. Um, and I really, you know, I encourage people to, to kind of find that line for themselves when they're kind of looking back on these old photos or remembering these old versions of themselves, like, like treat her with love. Like show her some respect, you know, like she's not some sad version that needs your pity or like needs a, needs a makeover. Like you're not a before and after, like, that's not what this is. You know, this comes back to your previous question of this, like output result oriented, you know, society that we live in. I just really encourage you to look at your previous version of yourself, like with compassion, because it's, you're still there, right? It's just like, you're uncovering it every day. You're learning how to shift your power and find your energy and like put it into places that bring you up. And so, you know, it's just been, it's part of the process, but I, I do feel like I had, I have more in common with my 10, my previous, you know, my 10 year ago person than yes. I think, um, we have differences. Yeah. And, and I really love the way that you put that. I've actually never thought about it like that before of like those moments where you feel like where I have my days where it's like, I feel anxious. Like I feel like I have to get out of the house or something, especially because I work from home, mm -hmm. um, you know, but having untapped energy is such a great way because it's like, we can express ourselves. We can say something, we can go move our bodies um, or just that general movement of doing something and taking action with that energy in a way that yeah. serves you. Yeah. Um, so I love that. Um, something else that I wanted to talk to you about, uh, and something that I've learned a lot from you about is body positivity. And we were mm -hmm. talking about this a little bit, uh, before we started recording, because I did not like, I'm almost embarrassed to say that I, it was only maybe within the past year and a half that I really began to understand what it was really about. And that was actually like this political movement um, that doesn't have much to do with body image. Mm -hmm. So I would love if you could explain that for the listeners, because there's this nuance here and I still he hear people talk about it the, you know, the way that I thought about it, which is okay. Like, I just don't feel like it's um, a conversation that a lot of people are having. So I would love if you could explain that to us uh, the way that I've heard yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I also feel like I'm far from an expert on this topic and I would definitely recommend finding somebody who like has like this, you know, more of a lived experience through what this is about than myself. So I'll do my best to just kind of like touch mm -hmm. on what I've learned because it's been really interesting. Like you, like I, I, I thought that the body positivity movement, like was about me feeling good about the body that I'm in and yes. like body image. Right. It was yeah, like my own yeah. personal feelings about how, how I you know, feel and how I, how I feel about how I look kind of thing. And, you know, I follow a lot of really amazing people on Instagram and, um, you know, on the internet. And so through things like that, I started to learn that that is like not actually what it is about at all. Right. But it's interesting because it has been complete, like that's what it's turned into and you'll see it everywhere. And it's kind of just this like ironic dynamic to have like, it has, it has almost been like fully co-opted the whole movement that was designed 
for and by people who live in marginalized bodies to get it, you know, like you said, it was like a socio-political movement um, to bring awareness and like, and legal, like there were legal ramifications involved in this yes, too, like, yes. right, in a big way um, to people who lived in, mar- or live in marginalized bodies. And the ironic part to this is right now, these days, it's like, it's kind of been taken over by like thin, conventionally attractive white women who are like hashtag body positivity. Look at my like one fat roll when I lean over. And it's like, yes, that whole thing I think has damaged this movement beyond repair. And it's like, it's unfortunate. And I, beyond that, I even see people like saying things like the problem with body positivity is that, you know, and then go, and then using that as a way to push like weight loss or otherwise like conforming to um, the standard. And the whole point of the movement was like a rebellion against the standard. And it wasn't like your body looks good. It's that all bodies are good, right? It's fundamentally about respect and nothing more. It's not about health. It's not about body image, like how you feel is plain and simple, uh, simply about respect. And so again, I'm not the most you know, I'm not an expert on it at all, but I'm happy to share what I have learned about it because, you know, once I saw that this has just been completely taken out of hand in a way that is literally harming the original movement, I was like, dude, this, this has to, this has to stop. And I feel like we need to start, um, just paying attention to where these movements originate and like, and respect it and respect it. Yes. 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 It's so important. Um, and I try to continue to do my own research about it too, because as even like with inclusivity and all of these different things that like for so long, I just didn't know about and wasn't aware about. Um, and I don't think it's bad that, that we don't know about it. Um, I think it's just, we have to take the responsibility to listen and learn and, and be open and, and mindful about like these discussions. Um, and make sure that you know people in marginalized groups are getting you know what they you know deserve in these different ways, um, which is so important. Are there any resources that you um, can share in regards to this? Yeah, they're all. I think they're all on Instagram, so I have to like not butcher their um, handles. But one of the biggest ones, um, her handle is Sassy Latte, and I think it's just one word. There might be like an underscore in there. Okay. But when I first followed her, literally everything that she posted, I was like, "How? Like what? Like I was yes. like, you know, it took me back. It personally offended me, but I still, you know, yes, I listened, I read, and then like slowly I got it, and it all kind of came together, and I was like, oh my goodness, like." it just blew my mind how, yes. um, I had been ignoring this whole thing. Um, and so there are a lot of amazing educators. She was definitely one of the first ones. Um, I think her handle is the fat sex therapist is another one. She's oh, awesome. Yes. yes. Um, but there's a bunch out there and they're all like doing this work and continuing to kind of fight the ways that this has just been like completely just twisted and turned into something that is ultimately actually harming the original. It hasn't just like run away in a different direction altogether, but it's coming back to attack the people who created it in ways that, you know, the reasons they created it. And so it's just like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, um, it's worth educating yourself about and learning about the origins of the movement and why it's so important to respect it. 
Exactly. And, and with all of these different, um, you know, marginalized groups that it's like, the point is to listen and learn and absorb and it's okay. Like we're probably going to make mistakes about it in the future. Um, but like, then it's just, again, more listening, more learning, more educating yourself, um, and just exposing yourself to, to new things, new people. Um, you know, because once I started then like diving deep into like what empowered really means and, Mm -hmm. and all of that, like, I just, you know, it's like, you can't unsee it, you Mm -hmm. know? So I, it just motivates uh, me to just continue diving deeper into, into all of it. Um, A common question or, and this is also something that I've, I've been through is that as we are on the path of growth, like, especially in fitness, whatever it is, like as we change as people, I've seen it a lot on my own business journey is that we end up changing and then maybe losing or changing relationships as well. Maybe Mm -hmm. different friendships, um, finding and having this desire to find people that are like on your same wavelength. Mm -hmm. So I would love to hear like if you've been through that um, and anything that you've done to sort of find a new community that is like-minded. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. The first thing I thought of when you mentioned that is I actually have a client or a past client of mine um, who, uh, after working together, we she actually started a podcast, which is really exciting. And the podcast is called Friends in Pursuit. And um, it's awesome. I highly recommend and shout out to Kari for that. And she has an episode that she did. It's her with a friend. And they talk kind of about this and um, friendships. And I love the way she framed it. So I'm going to kind of try to reiterate that here. I'll probably completely ruining the, what she said. <laughs> but it's something to the effect of like kind of allowing friends to um, be kind of like play kind of like seasonal kind of roles in your life instead of feeling like they must adhere and be by your side a hundred percent of the time through every single yes. like area of growth that you experience, yeah. right? And I loved how she put that because it's just like, um, I think it's really smart. It's like kind of taking the pressure off and like allowing things to kind of flow and like align when they align, but don't feel like you have to force it when they don't. And like, that's okay. Um, and I just loved how she put that. So shout out to Kari at friends at pursuit friends in pursuit for that. Um, but I think as far as like me and like my journey and stuff, like a huge part, huge, like I can't even understate the importance of having people who get it yes. in your yeah. circle. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Like if you don't, have that like it is just like (laughs) it just makes things so much more difficult and I just like I have been I've been like super lucky to find all these just like amazing friends through the internet I mean literally some of my closest friends in my life right now I have met through Instagram right it's like crazy internet and it's been like I mean I never would have thought that that could be true but it is but it's like, cause we found this way, these, these common grounds, these common issues to come together on. And, um, I'm telling you, like, I think like putting the social back in social media, right. And like le- finding your people, like there's a beautiful opportunity there for you to connect with people who you feel like get it right. Who are interested in the same things you're in, right. Who are chasing the same or similar things. Right. And so they understand the dynamic there. Um, cause if you don't have that or see that anywhere, it's really difficult for you to feel like you can do it. You can, but it just makes it, it makes it hard. It's a lot more fun when you've got some friends in the fight, you know? 
Totally, totally. And I, being an entrepreneur now for like almost seven years, different businesses, I was alone, like just having like my, you know, my high school friends and friends that I maybe made in grad school and stuff, um, love them. You know what I mean? But nothing is, is like, like you said, having people who get it. And I, when you said that, I just knew exactly what you meant because like, I get it in all of the <laughs> different things that we go through. Um, and it wasn't until I really started like putting myself out there on the internet and mm -hmm. just speaking my truth and, and my voice that I found other people. And I was like, wow, they've been here all along. And I never knew, like they've always, they've always been here and it's really amazing. And especially if you are on like, journey of growth you have a growth mindset you're into personal development um you know like my old friends are like you know or maybe not I don't want to say my old friends but people who are you know maybe have don't have a growth mindset they're like oh there she is she's talking about her stuff again mm -hmm. um but it's just it's such a breath of fresh air to know that there's always been people around and there are if you're in that place where you maybe feel alone in your journey your people are out there um, but it does take that sort of like deliberate concerted effort to, yeah. to find them. Um, let me tell you, entrepreneurship is a real special kind of growth. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> there's personal growth. Yes. And then there's entrepreneurship, like, yeah. it is like a whole different level of like challenging. And for a lot of us, like you said, like, it feels like you are on an Island, like you're completely alone. Totally. Like most like I run my whole business from my house and my, you know, in this, in this office and I do it completely by myself and it's very easy to feel super isolated. And so it's like, it's your responsibility to remember that like, you don't have, you don't have to feel isolated. There is a whole world out nice. there waiting to bring you in and support you, but it requires you stepping up and like involving yourself in that. Yeah. When and you find it, it'll change everything. It'll just kind of like bring all the pieces together. And you're like, Oh yeah, no, I'm not alone in this. And like yes. everybody kind of struggles with this stuff and exactly. having those conversations I think are so important. A hundred percent. And that was actually like the next thing that I wanted to talk about was entrepreneurship. And, mm. um, because I, like you said, I really think all of these different things like food, nutrition, fitness, uh, growth and biz and business are just avenues to mm -hmm. see like, Hey, what do you believe about yourself today? <laughs> um, so I would love to hear about your own, because I know that you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. So I would just love to hear, and for the listeners too, um, I do business coaching. I have like business coaching clients, people who are like budding entrepreneurs. So if you could just share your wisdom on what your journey's been like and yeah, just be real about like the struggle that we all go through, because I think it's important that we're real about it because people are like, oh, that's awesome. Cause I run my whole business from here as well. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not awesome some days, but some days it is too. So yeah, I would love if you could talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like it is, it is a journey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> journey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it is like the most reward rewarding. I mean, like anything that's like very challenging, obviously like the reward at the end is going to be amazing. Um, but like this will put you through it and you said it beautifully, like, okay, what do I believe today? Well, yeah, you're about yeah. to find out. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. And I think that that, like, it can be, a, like you said, it's a great avenue for growth and like kind of challenging the beliefs that you hold. Um, 
but like, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, like, it's going to like knock you down, right? Like it's going to happen. And so if you take that blow as like, I failed and this is not for me, um, you know, that is, you know, that's, that's in essence, kind of the opposite of what you're talking about. That's a fixed mindset. That's like taking failure as like a personal defeat and like taking it as a sign that it's like not for you and you shouldn't try. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you can take that defeat and be like, okay, well now I know that that doesn't work. So what else are we going to try? Right. And just like roll up your sleeves and get right back into it. That is the sign of a champion. That is somebody who. Yes is uh is gonna is gonna make it right the difference between a winner and a loser is the winner decided to try one more fucking time right yeah, that's all yeah, it takes yeah. and i will also add this hire a coach yes like, yes <laughs> yes yes like as somebody who takes a lot of pride in being very self-sufficient and like like i've i've everything i've done for myself i have learned on my own um And I think that that's been great and awesome and wonderful. And I've taken some pride in that, but that can only get you so far in so many places, right? Whether that's business, whether that's, you know, your own personal growth, whether that's, um, I mean, like whatever, like list thing, like there's usually a limit to where we can take ourselves, like a limit. Like, I feel like that's kind of fixed mindset, but it's just like, you can, you can probably get there on your own, but it's probably going to take you a really damn long time. Right. If you hire a coach, you expedite the process, right. You just shrink the time that it takes you to get to where you need to go. Um, and so I've just found so much value in that. I invested big time in my business, um, this year. And it's the first investment that I ever made in like in that kind of arena of dollars, you know? Uh Yep. Congrats. And, uh, <laughs> Congrats. It's and it was, it was risky, but, um, but it wasn't right because it was an investment in myself and in the process. And like, I think that that can't be like glossed over. Like you have yeah. to be willing to invest in yourself and in the process, whatever the process you're looking at is right. Yes. Like, that yes. can be a game changer. A hundred percent. And I, just to tell you a little bit about like what I do, I had a private chef business for like five years. Um, I always knew it wouldn't be my forever business, but I wanted to teach people how to cook. Like that was my, I had my own health journey and stuff. And then um, I'm slowly letting go of that business and now stepping into like my coaching, my business coaching and stuff and um, nutrition coaching full time. But I had all my con, like all my cooking content, all of like my food mindset content for three years before I hired uh, Jill Coleman, who was my business coach mm-hmm, in 2018. Yeah. Um, and I was like, in our first call, I was like, "What? You just did like six months of work for me in in 15 minutes?" Yeah. And really, and I was like nauseous at the thought of going into that room and being with like all of these amazing entrepreneurs. Um, cause I was really at the beginning of 2018, I was really at the beginning of my online business journey. Um, but then like going through that discomfort, like my business just totally changed in, in that year, just because I invested in, in a coach and in yeah. somebody that would push me and like, she did it. So like, you know, um, she knows, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I hire different coaches. Like now I have a different business coach, um, you know, I love Jill. Uh, but I did decide to have, you know, just somebody else this year. And, and I, I feel like now I'll always be somebody who is just investing and looking for that growth because I'm like, Oh my God, 
why didn't I do this like three years ago? Well, it comes back to like what we were talking about before about your community and finding your people. Like that is a great way to like get you to level up is to put some skin in the game, right? Invest, like put some money on the line and you will pay attention and you will listen and you will implement and you'll also have your squad. Like you'll have a teacher, you'll have a community like built into that. And so there's really like, you can't lose with that. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like just, it's so scary. And I want to validate like the fear and yeah. maybe the procrastination that we do. Um, Cause it can take years for some people, but every, anytime somebody says it, I'm like, congrats. Like you just yeah. really made this huge, big, amazing decision in yourself. Um, so um, I'm going to go into the quick fire questions now because we've already oh. been talking for 45 minutes. Yeah. Which has flown by. Um, the first one is that I love reading and I'm wondering, and we're always looking for like new books or just what people are reading. So is there anything that you're reading right now or have read that has made a huge impact on you? Um, I think one of my favorite, if I keep it in like the, I'm reading physics right now, so I don't think it's related at all, but one of the books oh, that's that I- that's awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's- You really can talk cool. about that. I mean, that's cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but one of the, my favorite books, and we're coming back to kind of the self-development arena, um, is by Lauren Handel, and it's called Maybe It's You, and I loved that book. I actually had Lauren on my uh, podcast, too, and she is just like a no-bullshit, um, brilliant like life coach, and uh, I, I thought it was like very transformational for me, and I've recommended it to everybody, um, everyone since, so I would recommend that for sure. Awesome. Um, I, I've read that book. I think I found out about it through through you and and oh, she. Really? Yeah, I think yeah. you had talked about it a couple of years ago. I think I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, and yeah, she's just like straight to the point, which yeah. which I love. Um, yeah. The next question is like super just selfish on my part, but <laughs> I'm always curious about everybody's answer to this question. And it's if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Mmm. That is hard because there are so many things. Um, my like legit, like kryptonite, like, like just really obsessive food is, um, dumplings. Mm, yes. Which I'm, yes. I'm very intolerant to gluten. So I, and they don't really make a good alternative to that yet. Yeah, so I yeah. haven't really had them, but if I'm on death row, it doesn't really matter. I would eat yes. all the dumplings, you know? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Same. I miss, I'm gluten intolerant too. So yes. I miss the dumplings. Um, <laughs> The next thing is uh, in this podcast, we talk about spirituality and just like what is out there in terms of like something bigger, something, even if it's the universe, like whatever you believe in when it comes to like just something greater. Like I look, when you said physics, like I lit up because I'm like, oh, I like that stuff too. Um, So just your thoughts on like, if you believe in the universe, if you think like, you know, just what you think about like life and, and if you believe in something larger out there. Yeah. So I don't think that, uh, my mind's made up in any necessary, uh, you know, in any clear way, but you know, one of the things I love about physics is because is that it like, to me, that's kind of where I end up, you know, you can only go so far, especially into like quantum theory before you're faced with like, 
like pretty, it gets like really philosophical really fast, you know? And so you kind of have this balance of physics and philosophy and I love learning about that. And so for me, a lot of my kind of the spiritualism that I explore is like in physics and science and just like learning how the universe works and how like all this stuff connects. Um, but I will also say like when I have like, um, kind of explored a little bit into, um, Buddhism, I have found that to be really fascinating as well. And so like I pull elements from that into my coaching as well, because I find that there are some really, it's, and it's not so much in like the religion aspect of it, but more in like the, um, like acceptance, right? The self-compassion elements that are at play mm-hmm. in Buddhism and just like coming to terms, like the, the stopping your own suffering by just how you're kind of like viewing the things around you. And I find that really interesting. And so it's kind of all of the above. I kind of just find these different avenues that I think just kind of touch on different aspects of it, but I just, I love exploring all of it for sure. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's like, it changes. It's yeah. like maybe tomorrow I'll read something or find out about something that will change my mind or add to my perspective or my mindset. And that's what I love about it because just through my life and just, I think like having, I'm not religious or anything, but I think just having faith that no matter what happens, looking at it as something that's for my growth, as opposed to going down into that like negative Mm -hmm. self-talk, like here we go, story repeating itself again. I think just like having that compassion for yourself and knowing like, okay, maybe like the shit hit the fan today, but I'm going to be good. And one day I'm going to understand why this happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Having that perspective has really been like, you know, it's exactly what you said about Buddhism, just having like being nice to yourself and and being compassionate. Yeah. Um, But this has passed by so fast. It's almost been an hour. I know. Um, But I've loved talking to you. Um, here and and seeing your face here in 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 person we're on on video chat over zoom um but let the listeners know where they can find you online and how they can work with you yeah so she thrives is the name of my game (laughs) that was nerdy never mind um i my handle like so i have a a blog and i was a blogger for a long time um and it's still up and i still dabble in it. So my website, like the hub for all of my things is that website and it's she thrives blog, one word.com. Um, and, uh, my handle on the gram is the same. It's at she thrives blog. And I think if you go to either one of those, Oh, I also have a podcast, which is she thrives radio. Um, I think if you go to either my gram or my site and you can kind of explore and see kind of more about what I do and, and where to find me in all these different places. So awesome. So definitely say hi to Taylor and, and reach out to her. Um, you know, if this conversation has resonated with you, but I just really appreciate you taking the time today to, to be with us and to share your wisdom with the listeners. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. Thank you for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. I love my conversation. Pleasure. It was great. Me too. me too. Thanks Taylor. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.